Hello, happy holidays and welcome to a special episode of Crazy Smart Asia. We'll be back in the new year with more unexpected stories of Asia's disruptors. But in the interim, we have a very special one-off conversation we wanted to share with you. Genty has been collaborating with Todd this year, specifically the brand No Code Line, a new hybrid footwear concept for the visionary Shaping Our Future, created by Korean designer Yongbei Seok. As you might imagine, there are plenty of parallels between the purpose of Yongbei's No Code Line and Genty's mission to recognize and help increase the impact of Asia's most promising young leaders, which is why we seized at the opportunity to speak to Yongbei. In this mini-episode, Genty's Tamara Lemunier speaks with Yongbei about sustainability in fashion, the future of footwear, and why we need a global design philosophy. Here's their conversation. Hi, Yong, and thanks for being here for this on this special episode of Crazy Smart Asia. Let's talk yes. a little bit about the successes you've had in the design fields. What do you yeah. think is the secret behind your designs and how is it that they're able to hit this level of success? Generally, generally, I, I, uh, when I think about the trying to new design new project, uh, I need to starting well the, the brand before and, and what I, the consumer, future consumer, what they need. So I studying and then researching a lot and I imagination of the future customer when they receive my product, that the also product need to be the really valuable. It's not just uh, talking about trends. So all the this preparing the before uh, uh, all the process, the launching the product and that makes me more uh, project successful. So mm. that's interesting. Trying to make sure that yeah. your product creates value in the future consumer that it's going to be it's going to be using it. Tell me for the no code shoe, what was the value that you were wanting to create with that? So um, our our slogan is examines the change of contemporary society. It's a hybrid project which fuses international. Uh, technology and plus Italian craftsmanship together. Mm. Um, I think now we live in a fused world and as lifestyle becomes more hybrid, right? Mm. I think that consumers want product that fit that lifestyle more and more, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think the hybrid, hybrid philosophy that no code has is most stable for um, what we want the most in this moment, right? So I studied industrial design, but now I'm working for luxury fashion and I grow up in Korea, in Asia, and now I'm working Italy, right? As a designer, I feel that I'm designing new things uh, by breaking down boundaries as designer and the hybrid hybrid philosophy that no code has in common with each other, right? Mm. So did, I think this is kind of the the point of view, the what I'm working for no code project and then what no why no code success 
Yeah, you in the sense that you represent the hybrid philosophy of the shoe itself. Exactly, yes. But there are only so many ways you can innovate sneakers at the end of the day. I mean, obviously yours is beautiful. As I mentioned, uh, my husband has a pair of them. But there's only so many ways you can innovate that until they start, you know, looking similar to other styles. What do you think yeah. is the future of sneaker design? Future sneaker design. So one of the, uh, I think, the, you know, the, the industry technology um, can use the, all the, all the brands. What they have, every brand, each brand have their histories and their artisan, they have technology, everything. But the future design more uh, important point is um, how do you make the, the balance to what you have, the brand story, and then you edit the, the future technology and plus what you have. The, and also for me, is uh, craftsmanship is very important. Because the end, uh, we waiting for one day, maybe nobody, the human walk, just a robot make the shoes and all the automatic system, but not, not this is the, the real, the value of the product. So future sneakers, I think will be still how much important to human made it, human organized the process. Mm -hmm. It means the actually thoughts have a, huge history of the craftsmanship mm -hmm. even they have a lot of the added uh, high-end and future uh, technology they added mm -hmm. but same time they have are uh, making the good product right mm -hmm. so i think between this balance is very important yeah. and of course one thing is the future will be because now really uh, comes on the the hot issue the metaverse right mm -hmm. But I'm sure the you know future will be between the real product and then in the virtual product same time the leaf this the 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 market so this is kind of very interesting the personally right interesting let's talk about you talked a, a while ago about how your this no code shoe actually is meant to adapt to people's new lifestyle as well it has to be practical and adapt to a new way of kind of living. But I think outside of that, it's also adapting to values. You've talked about values uh, a number of times. And I think that we can also see at the Tatler Asia group, because we work with a lot of luxury consumers and we are a luxury media group as well. We yeah. see that uh, there's a lot of change and shift as well in the behaviors of luxury consumers. Yeah. In that luxury consumers are now actually using sustainability as kind of a filter for a lot of like their purchase decisions, right? Exactly. How, yeah. how does this reflect if it does at all in your design philosophy? So now is big issue is one of the biggest issue is the sustainable product, right? The older mm -hmm. company wants something, the thinking about the, the earth, thinking about our life, right? Mm -hmm. Nature. But my point of view, um, the product must be made a, with sustainable, recyclable, uh, environmentally eco-friendly materials, generally, right, and and also process. And from the my point of view, who design product? I think that it is also environmentally friendly to make the product that do not follow trends too much and make a good quality that can be used for 
a long time this another point of view the thinking about sustainable sustainability mm. because you know many brands are making the faster and they're making the just you know following the trend 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 and then maybe people are buying and then wearing really short term so so not this really not good for environment so so needed to making the good product it's long 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 term a product and making the good quality product and then maybe people are getting and then buying and then you take a long time to use i think this is another side of another point of important for sustainable messages so as you said you now live in milan and you work for an italian brand yeah. but you are south korean so how much of this still influences your design philosophy i born in the korea and mm-hmm. and half life i still in italy and work for italian mm-hmm. italian client but it not it means like uh, i'm like a bring the asian style to 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 the italian brand but i think i created something my own style kind of hybrid i call I call mm-hmm. you something uh, between the Asian culture and then I know well also European culture. I make the something, the own style, which is now uh, the market. I think really want to something international mm-hmm. taste, right? International product, right? Mm-hmm. So not between just European or just Asian, because uh, after after boom the social media, we already. living together right living daily time not not boundary at, at anymore you're hong kong we're in italy but same time we're talking each other we're seeing the same time the one thing together so you know this is what what i uh, you know what i have to the design point to the mm-hmm. use you know people the customer like Yeah. At the same time, there is something very fascinating about the global phenomenon that is Korean culture and Korean talent, right? Uh, From music to film to beauty and now (laughs) even fashion design. What do you think are the secrets behind this ability of Korean everything to resonate Uh, with the global audience? And what do you think companies learn from this? Uh, What I think is that from my point of point of view that there has always been good good music and good movies and the big uh, i think big different now that the world pays a lot of attention of korean culture but we was we already have before but the reason that as social media such a youtube and instagram and netflix have a grown ex- explosively uh, there has been a huge opportunity to each introduce our music movies and dramas in the in all of the world right right and also while facing such a great opportunity it seems that while for totally processing korean culture i think that korean have found a kind of magic chord that can be like around the world i think <laughs> i think korean people very dynamic and they always enjoy trying to new things so 
you know, I think this kind of the the wise success now Korean. So, but I think what I'm taking from what you're saying is that there's a there's an appetite to kind of try a, a lot of things, a lot of new things, yeah. and as well as the ability to be able to make content uh, and products that actually translate uh, different cult to different cultures. Exactly, exactly. But really, ours really Korean, but same time international, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that all the international customer won't be want to see or want to buy something different, right? Mm-hmm. Because they already knew known the before, but now they searching using their uh, searching more internationally using the this platform, right? Mm-hmm. Something differently, right? Mm-hmm. Not they want to have the already new, known, right? The before mm-hmm. so i think korean people making a lot of the the between hybrid you know <laughs> same time hybrid things kind of interest in more interest compared yeah. to the known already so yeah. yeah i think you're innovating a lot and coming up with a lot of new ideas and as you said that hy- hybrid seems to be the perfect word to describe the intersection exactly so south korean uh, influences um on international fashion and culture so exactly. one of the biggest trends we've seen this year has been to break gender stereotypes in fashion yeah right we've seen Gucci sell a 2000 US dollar dress for men. We've seen Harry Styles wear a dress on the cover of Vogue. Though, to be fair, Harry Styles has a very distinctive sense of fashion already. Yeah. But I think this overall trend towards uh, points towards a backlash against a trend of against to- toxic masculinity, right? As a designer yeah. of men's products, what's your view on this? But my point of view is that... Mm, I think very important of the this the trends. I I don't want to tell the trend is no gender, but um, you know, style is changes. Style, the being the more innovative, the people want to be the wear different way. We starting or naturally uh, we influence any any of any things. You know, from movies, from the lifestyle, we change so fast. So. So no gender, we call the no gender, but all the things already we have it we, around of us. And then maybe the period they assume, you know, more style close to the, like a female things where the men's and, the, but, you know, all this kind of, I think the, the moment for the, the issue and trend, but uh, I'm sure the uh, don't have a, that we call the okay still the man collection and woman collection but you know actually you know depends on how you expire the your or is inspiration or want to show up the your own style so this mm. is you know the kind of the uh, communication the, the the media are talking about sometimes too much the focus on just one thing the genders uh, but mm. i think already have the past around of us so just the moment talking about a lot but i i'm sure that don't have these boundaries to men and and woman collection could be using the you know swatch up right so i understand what you're saying so the fact that your no code shoes for todd's are only made for men for you 
it isn't necessarily just made for men. It's based also on your interpretation. As a woman, I could wear the no-code shoes if I wanted to. It's just basically based on your interpretation, your inspiration, and your own style. Yeah, because I the, actually I I making the no-code shoes. The the project the focus on the project value and technology and craftsmanship from the thoughts. The because concept is I'm not starting to actually man's the outfit. I I focus on the product, right? Product mm-hmm. needs to value, product needs to functionality, product needs to shoe needs to comfortable. But I remember uh past time and then also many I I remember Hong Kong and Asian journalist the she's the the woman and and she bought it the no code uh, the the shoes and then she told me it's perfect fit but I sold her really perfect outfit but it means like a no code not the exactly the man's not not man's shoes this the the project hybrid project for the product so i think the woman it's your cases you can buy for example now comes out the j a really good outfit i saw it the good outfit for for girls working with me so you know no no boundaries so you can you can wear and then you you will be yeah good fit and then you you'll be happy That's a very nice thing to say. No boundaries and no boundaries in fashion. And the only boundaries probably are the ones that we impose on ourselves, right? From your point of view, you're not designing products with gender in mind. As you work for a luxury brand now, how do you balance your own aesthetic and your own preferences with the commercial needs of a brand? Balancing the commercial need of the brand with the designer's own aesthetic is very important, right? Even a product with very good looking design cannot be remembered in the market if it is not sold, right? I think the best way to balance these two is to always try to understand the brand and understand the market. So, um, for example, also a Virgil Abloh, who passed away a few days ago, he said luxury, it's about the culture, not price. He, he was show how important it is to understand the brand and the culture of the times, right? I think that this should be expressed the product I designed. I think that the product made this is, has a high probability of being commercially successful so my advice to aspiring design is two-way study with the interest the brand and market in which you work while discovering and expressing your own styles i think so is there a dream project for you you've designed cars you've designed shoes you know is there a dream project for you I'm really interested now the you know the future lifestyle could be right because I thinking about the future how it will be but I really folk now interest to the 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 virtual metaverse world but 
how we'll be into the our life you know style so you know maybe i can i want the making the shoes in in the between the real life and then virtual side so this is kind of interesting right that hybrid approach yeah. again right there yeah yeah all the third hybrid world will be i think well, Yongbei, that's probably a good place for us to end. Thank you so much for taking the time to appear in Crazy Smart Asia. And I yeah. look forward to seeing more of your work come to life, either virtual or otherwise. Thank you. Thanks so much, Tamara and Yongbei. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and we'll be back in 2022 with season three of Crazy Smart Asia. If there's someone in particular you'd love us to interview in the next season, drop us a DM on Instagram and we'll do what we can. We're at generationt_asia. underscore Asia. Until then, happy holidays. Happy holidays.